Good morning and welcome to our service today. We're very glad that you're joining us and in particular I want to welcome uh, the Green family. For those of you who aren't aware, the Green family have, have moved from BC to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan and uh, Reverend Jordan Green is coming to be our, our new pastor uh, next Sunday. That is his official start date next Sunday uh, and that following week he'll be uh, starting his work here with us and so we're very excited for that we want to welcome the family uh, to to Arendelle to Saskatoon to beautiful Saskatchewan and uh, we're so glad that you're here we're glad uh, you made it safely and we hopefully the unpacking process has been a joy even through the the tiringness of, of getting your life unpacked um, we're we're just so glad you're here and um, we look forward to the way that God will use you and your family to uh, change us as a church and uh, we can't wait for that to happen so welcome here uh, we don't have too many announcements uh, that the announcements we do have they are all in our, our e-newsletter so again read through the e-newsletter that's where we're sending all of our information all in one place uh, take a look at that and uh, that has information both for uh, what's happening this week as to what's happening in the future and, and ways that you can support us as a church and support each other as a church. So uh, please take a look at that. Uh, the only other announcement I have is, is a thank you. Today, this Sunday, is Pastor Dan's last sermon to us. Uh, Pastor Dan, uh, he is not retiring, he's already retired, but he is leaving us at Arendelle and uh, he has been here serving faithfully for uh, 22 months and we are going to greatly miss his ministry and, and today is the last time we're we'll able to or the last time for a while at least that we'll be able to hear him uh, share what God has placed on his heart uh, and so um, it's a special time it's a sad time that we say goodbye um, but it is a, 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 a joyful sending that we can have and uh, along with that, along with Pastor Dan, this being Pastor Dan's last Sunday, uh, we also want to announce that, that Jaduk is also retiring. Um, so that's a really exciting thing. Jaduk has been serving our church for over a decade uh, in different ways through both the Korean church and through being a custodian here uh, for the last few years. So we were so appreciative of both your ministries um, and the ways in which you faithfully served. And I want to read a verse from 1 Peter. It's from 1 Peter 4. Uh, verse 10 it says this each one should use whatever gifts he has received to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms uh, you both have done this you have faithfully administered the gifts that God has given you and uh, may God bless you for the ways in which you have faithfully used uh, his giftings in your life for our church for our benefit um, so thank you for your service. We are sad that this is kind of the drawing to a close at this chapter of our lives as a church, but we are also very thankful um, and excited to see where God takes uh, both of you in this future. And uh, uh, yeah, that will lead us now to prayer. So I want to pray for you guys, in particular, Dan and Jaduk, for the service you've done. And uh, then I'll just pray just to uh, get our, our hearts focused for the rest of the service. And what I ask you to do is I'm just going to pray a, a simple prayer. And then I ask that you pause the service um, and look at the e-newsletter. In there we have a, an area with specific prayer needs. 
And I'd ask that you just pray through some of that before moving on. And so I'm just gonna lead us in prayer and I ask that you continue in prayer yourself personally at home um, and that you pause this after I'm done my prayer, uh, pray yourself and then you can resume and when you resume, we'll go into a time of worship. Uh, so will you bow with me? Lord God, we thank you so much for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the fact that you are our refuge and our stronghold in times of difficulty, of stress. And Lord, we thank you so much for the safety that you've given the, the Green family in, in their travels out here. We ask that you encourage them and bless them as they uh, try to settle in these next uh, week and a half, Lord God, before starting ministry here. And Lord, we ask that you will continue to encourage him and his family, uh, Lord, as they have a lot to, to, to be thankful for and a lot of things, Lord God, on the agenda. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for the service of Pastor Dan and of J-Duck, Lord God. They, they have served our church faithfully in different ways for many years. And Lord, we thank you for their ministry to us. We ask that you bless them, their families, Lord God, in ways that they can never imagine. And that, Lord, this time they've, they've spent serving us as a church uh, Lord, will have grown them, but also that, Lord, you'll continue to use the seeds they've planted in us to grow into ripe fruit, Lord. May we be um, continue to be growing because of their ministry to us. May it not stop simply because uh, we, are, we are changing, things are changing, Lord. I, I ask that you give us uh, today, Lord, a renewed sense of your love for us. Give us an excitement, Lord, for the future and what it holds. And Lord, I pray that as we go through the rest of the service, you will just give us a heart of worship and of thankfulness for all that you have done, for all the ways in which you have been there for us, you have lifted us up, for all the ways in which you have encouraged us, directed us, and used us, Lord God, to fulfill your mission. Lord, I ask that the rest of the service will be a pleasing aroma to you that everything we do and say will honor you and glorify you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, one thing I must say is I really miss corporate worship with all of you. But this is the way it is, so let's make the best of it. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life, oh, he is my song. You are good, good.
Good morning. It's my honor to be able to read the scriptures this morning, but before I get on to today's reading, I'd like to thank Dan on behalf of all of us here at Arendale for his time here uh, with us. Dan, we thank you very much for your steady hand of leadership over the last while, and we wish you all the best as you move on from Arendale. Our scripture today is found in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 17 to 19. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a clear conscience, desiring to act honorably in all things. I urge you the more earnestly to do this, in order that I may be restored to you the sooner. Just before we open with prayer, I want to encourage you to go, if you don't, haven't already gotten a pen and paper, I want to encourage you to go and get that, because I think that this, important, this message is important uh, enough that you want to have notes for that. Father, we're so thankful 
for be, you being the great and gracious God that you are. And I ask, Lord God, that you would give, bring life to the words I'm about to speak, that only the truth would go forth and only the truth would be received. And I ask it in the wonderful and glorious name of Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. If you're my age or a little bit older, you probably remember a television show, a very long-running television show called Gunsmoke. And the central figure there was the marshal, Matt Dillon. And in one of the episodes, he says this, I'm the marshal, the first man they look for and the last man they want to meet. It's a chancy job, but it makes a man watchful. And then he kind of paused for a moment, and he said, and a little bit lonely. Well, Matt Dillon's words really apply so much, very appropriate uh, for pastors today. You may not know this, but in North America alone, hundreds, hundreds of pastors leave the ministry every year and focus on a different career simply because they feel that, that they're overcome by difficulties and discouragements and the loneliness of the calling. Statistics show us that, that pastors face a number of different problems, loneliness, as we've already talked about, but stress and feelings of inadequacy, depression, and the, the spiritual warfare that just goes with the calling of a pastor. So why do I share this with all of you? Why do I seem to start on such a, a, a negative note? Well, I, I want to reaffirm something that, that I'm sure that you already know, it, is that the pastor has... A, one of the most difficult callings in the kingdom of God. And I believe that as your new pastor begins, he's here and he'll preach next Sunday, I believe it's important that we begin with a commitment to support our new pastor. And I know that you will do that in the time that I have been here. I have been blessed beyond blessed by the encouragement and the support that you have shown me. And if Pastor Jordan receives even half of what you've shown to me, he will be a very blessed pastor. Now, there's no doubt that as a pastor, we can't rely on what people think about us or say to us or whether they encourage or don't encourage uh, it, the scriptures make it clear that, that we are to go to the Lord for our strength. In 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, it says that David found strength in the Lord his God. And yet, having said that, the scripture also makes it clear that, that, that we have a role in that, in being used by God to encourage and to support our, our pastors. Uh, and and it, in, uh, in, in Philemon verse 20, Paul talks to Philemon and he asks him, he actually asks him to, to please refresh my heart in Christ. So is it God? Yes. But is it also us? Yes. And, and, and it's important that we commit ourselves as a church to support Pastor Joran and refresh his heart. In 2 Timothy 1, 16 to 18, Paul says, may the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesphorus because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. You know very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. So as I end my ministry here and Pastor Joran begins his, I want to look at this today. How do we support our pastor? In your case, how do we support our new pastor? And again, I'm not saying this because I don't think that you will support. I'm doing it more by way of reminder than exhortation. 
just some specific ways that we can support Pastor Joran as he begins his ministry at Arendelle Alliance. The first way that we can support uh, Pastor Joran is to be a willing minister. To be a willing minister. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 makes it clear that God designed the church so that everyone is a minister. The pastors or the overseers or the equippers, that they are to help people discover and develop their gifts and their passions and their temperaments and their ministries. But we must never allow that to, to make us forget that we're all called to ministry. When I was teaching at the college, I used to teach a class called Fulfilling Your Ministry. And on the first day of the class, usually within the first hour, and this was a first and second year class, so there might be between 25 and, and 40 kids in the class. And I would ask them, how many of you feel called to full-time ministry? And there would usually be between four and six that would put their hands up. And, and I would say, that's great. But the reality is, we are all called to full-time ministry. Now, some people do it vocationally. That's their, their role, their job, so to speak. But we're all called to minister. And there's a limitless number of varieties of, of, pastor, of ministers. For example, there's a pastor minister. But there's also uh, an usher minister, and a greeter ministry, and a minister, and a children's minister. And so we are all called to be ministers in the body of Christ. And in one church I pastored, we used to have on the front of our bulletin every week, ministers, everyone, equippers, the pastors. And that's really what's biblical. And so you are called to minister. And, and I want to assure you that almost any pastor I know wants, desperately wants the congregation to help him minister, to see that he's not in it alone. He wants the church to play as a team. And he's the coach, and, but he's a playing coach. But he's the coach. We are the team. We are the players. And so as Pastor Joran begins his ministry here, I encourage you to ask yourself, where can I help Pastor Joran to minister? How can I help him to be the effective pastor that God wants him to be? Can I administrate? Can I teach? Can I counsel? Can I minister in some way, maybe behind the scenes? So we want to be sensitive. We want to be willing to, the fact, willing to be open to the fact that we are all called, as the scriptures say, to minister. But another way that we can support Pastor Jordan is to be sensitive to his, to his schedule. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another. And, and, and I can tell you, as someone who's pastored for 37 or 38 years, that one of the most kind and compassionate things that you can do for a pastor is to be sensitive to a schedule. Many pastors work long hours. That's one of the reasons pastors leave ministry, that they feel that they put in too many hours. And, and, and they, they feel that ministry has actually been detrimental to their family life. And that's not helped by people who, who do, are not understanding about their need for quality family time and quality prayer time and, and quality personal time. And so if you want to support your pastor, support Pastor Jordan, then be sensitive to his schedule. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm sure you know, I'm not talking here about, about emergencies or about crises. I'm talking about phoning him in the middle of supper to complain about what color the kitchen was painted. 
No, I'm talking about if it's, if it's, if it's serious, then you make that phone call. Pastor Jordan or no other pastor would be concerned about that. Do you know, well, you won't yet, but will you find out when Pastor Jordan's day off will be? And then will you honor that? And will you commit not to bother him on his day off and encourage others to do the same? And so if we want to honor our pastor, if we want to support him, then we're going to be sensitive to his schedule. The third way that we can honor our pastor is to seek to avoid undue criticism. James 1, 19 and 20 says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It's easy to criticize what a pastor does. Somebody said that, that the, the meal that people have after church is fried pastor. And, and so often that's what people do on the way home. They criticize in front of their children what the pastor has done and said. And so it's easy to, to, to criticize what he does and, and how he does it and what he doesn't do. And, and to be negative and critical. Well, I encourage you to commit yourself to focus on the positive. Be open, be honest, be above board, certainly. And, and say what you have to say if you need to, but make sure it's to him. We're we, we, we not to everybody else in the church. And let us also remember that if there is something that we feel we have to go speak to Pastor Jordan about, that we always remember the words of Ephesians 4.15. Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. And commit yourself that I will not be one of those who spreads disunity and discord within the church. No, I will support our new pastor by avoiding undue criticism. But the scriptures also go on and say that, that in order to support your pastor, it's important that you be committed to serving. Can you imagine what it would be like to be part of a church where they, they're so full of people serving the church and doing things in the church that, that when a new person comes, they hardly know where to use them because there's so many people serving. And 2 Corinthians 9.12 says, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it also is also overflowing in many expressions to, of thanks to God. When you serve God's people, people thank God in return. And there's so many ways that, that we can serve in, in a church, to serve our pastor, to serve our families, to help supply their needs. And, and also, it's a way that for them and for us to begin to demonstrate our thanks to God. So where could you volunteer? Well, maybe you could volunteer to do office work that many pastors find just piling up on them. Uh, I know someone who, who oftentimes goes over and cleans her pastor's house because she loves to clean, and she volunteers to do that. Some of you would do household repairs. You, you like to do that kind of stuff, and if Pastor Joran's anything like me, he can't do it himself. And uh, I'm one of those guys that, that uh, people love because uh, when they get to do work at our house, they get to do the original problem and plus fix what I messed up. And I don't know if Pastor Joran's like that, but if you've got... Abilities to household repairs, uh, those kinds of things, car repairs. Maybe you can cook and take meals over. Just find ways to serve him, but also to serve within the church. Though that minister that I was talking about earlier. Be, we also encourage by being a willing encourager. 
the, the word in, in 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, encourage one another and build each other up. I can tell you from personal experience that nothing lifts a pastor up like someone giving them a verbal pat on the back or a sincere good job. Write Pastor Jordan encouragement cards, email, text, uh, write it cards or, or, or notes. Commit yourself that I am going to choose to be an encouraging person. And make it a goal that you are going to be one of those in the church who builds up their pastor. The other way that we can be encouragers is to be faithful in church attendance. And you may think that a church attendance is, is an option, it's not a big deal. But one of the greatest ways that you can in, 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 let your pastor know how that you support them is to be there in church on a regular basis. In Hebrews 10, 25, it says, Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. It means a lot to a pastor to know that people are committed to be in church, that they're faithful. And even in those times when there may be difficulty in the church, perhaps those times where, where they don't agree with what's going on in the church, and yet they are committed to be there anyway. Why? Because they're a part of the family. Just like we don't choose to distance ourselves, divorce ourselves from our family just because we don't like everything that's going on, I encourage you, do not separate yourself from the church because you may not like everything that's happening. It's at those times when a pastor, it's exactly those times when a pastor needs committed people the most. So commit yourself to be a regular church attender. And then finally, probably the most important thing that you can do for Pastor Jordan, by far, is to be devoted to prayer for him, for his family, for Arendelle Alliance. In Romans 15, 30, Paul writes, and he says, I urge you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. And I haven't talked to Pastor Jordan about this, but I don't know of a pastor alive who wouldn't echo those words. Commit yourselves to be in prayer for me. Uh, just to see God work is an amazing thing. And any pastor says, I know that it's not me. It's God working through the prayers of the people. But here is the problem for me. I wasn't raised in a church. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. And so I heard all the time, pray for your pastor. Well, I didn't know how to do that. So every day our pastor's name was Dan. And every day I pray, Lord, bless Pastor Dan. And that was all I prayed. Bless Pastor Dan. There's nothing wrong with praying. That's not a bad prayer. But, but how do I pray specifically for him? And I came across this next little bit that I'm going to share with you probably 25 or 30 years ago. And I have prayed it ever since for every pastor that I have ever had every day. So every day I pray these seven things for Pastor Dan Saddlemeyer and Pastor Brian Reynolds and Pastor Bob Keith. And, and, and Pastor Daryl McCauley and, and, and Pastor Dan Goddard. I pray every day for those men, these seven things. And so I encourage you to take some notes, write down these seven things on how you can pray for Pastor Jordan uh, as he begins his ministry here. On Sundays, on Sundays, pray 
that he would be a communicator. In Ephesians 6, 19 and 20, Paul again says, Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words will be given to, do, to me that I will fiercely make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. And so every Sunday, when you get up, when you are driving to church, whatever it is, you just say, God, please make Pastor Joran a communicator today. And pray that he would communicate the gospel clearly, boldly, each and every Sunday. That every week, there would be people saved through the ministry of Arendelle Alliance Church and Pastor Jordan's ministry and leadership. Every week, we pray that people would be filled with the Spirit. We pray that people would be healed. We pray that people would be touched for Jesus. I believe very strongly that preaching a sermon is one thing. Preaching a message is something entirely different. And so as you pray for Pastor Joran to be a communicator, pray that he would be one that every Sunday preaches a message. On Mondays, we want to pray that he would be a a coordinator, an administrator. In Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, he says, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. You see, every pastor, whether they feel that they are gifted or talented in the area of administration or coordinating, it doesn't matter. They have to do it. And Pastor Jordan is coming into a multi-staff situation, and that just increases the amount of administration that you need. So pray that he would be able to, to coordinate his schedule, that he would be able to accomplish on a daily and weekly and ongoing basis the things that God would have him to do, that he would not do his own thing. And, and being the man of prayer that he is, I don't think that he would, but just pray that he would have that ability to administrate, that he would practice personal, good personal organization and practice good time management. On Tuesdays, we pray that he would be a counselor. You see, every pastor, whether you feel you have, a, uh, they feel that they have a, a counselor's heart or not, Every pastor has to do counseling. In Ephesians 4, 13, it tells us that God gave pastors to equip people so that the body of Christ may be built up. And one of the ways that we do that, one of the ways that we build up the body of Christ is certainly by equipping and training and teaching, but also by counseling. And the senior pastor's role as a counselor is not just counseling people with difficulties, but it's guiding people in spiritual ways with, it, with their, their elders, their, their staff, their deacons, and helping them to move forward in ministry. On Wednesdays, we pray for Pastor Joran's character, that he will develop more and more and more of the character of God in his life, that he would be a real person, that he wouldn't wear religious masks, And we pray that 2 Corinthians 3.18 will be truth in his life. And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Pray that he will become more and more and more like Jesus. We all know that none of us arrive on this side of heaven. All of us need to continue to grow 
pray that Pastor Joran would be one who builds the character of Christ into his life. On Thursday, we pray that Pastor Joran will be a man of compassion. In Colossians 3.12, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion. And I think it's so important that as a pastor, we set we set the tone, we set the atmosphere as, with, with compassion and be an example of compassion to others. And so we pray that Pastor Joran will have a compassionate heart, first and foremost to his family, but also to those within the body of Christ here at Arendelle. Friday, we pray that Pastor Joran would be a companion, a companion obviously first and foremost to his wife and to his children but then also to the congregation. That, that we prayed that he would be such a companion that his family would not be uh, crowded out by his busy schedule. We pray, as it says in 1 Timothy 3, 4, that he would manage his own family well. And we pray once again that others in the church would honor that family time. And then finally, on Saturday... We pray that Pastor Jordan will be a community man. In other words, we pray that he would be involved in the community in a way that influenced people, people for the gospel. We pray that he would be able to build relationships with people that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. We pray that, that, that as it says in 1 Timothy 3, 7, that, that he ought to be a person who has a good reputation with outsiders, not just to be loved in the church, but to be loved outside of the church. So, beloved, these are the ways that we are called to be a support to our pastor. I don't think anywhere is that more important than beginning on the right foot with a new pastor. So I encourage you, and I hope that you will take all of these things to heart and that you will create this atmosphere that Pastor Jordan will find nothing but support as he comes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I give you praise and thanks so often, I think I say it every week, for your word. Your word which guides and directs and helps us to understand how you have called us to live. And in this case, Lord, how you have called us to walk alongside of Pastor Jordan as he begins his ministry here. And may it be a ministry that impacts, certainly Arendelle Alliance especially, but it impacts other churches in the area. It impacts unsaved people in the area, Lord God. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Just before I end this morning, I just want to take this time to say thank you to all of you. I, I, probably one of my biggest disappointments uh, about the coronavirus, and I'm sorry, but Arendelle's not number one. Number one is I can't see my grandkids like I like to see them. But secondly is that I don't get a chance to say goodbye to you in the way that I would have liked. Uh, I have been so blessed these last 20 months. And uh, I just want to say thank you. As I've said on and off throughout the message, you have been a tremendous source of hope and encouragement and support for me. And uh, I will miss you dearly. And I certainly expect that if you're coming through Moose Jaw, you're going to give us a call and let us buy you coffee. Receive now the benediction of the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. And may each of, each of us who call Arendelle Alliance home would be committed to be a source of support and encouragement.
for Pastor Jordan. Let's go forth in his name and in his power. Amen. Thanks so much for all the time that I've spent with you. Amen.